Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Bold Take Podcast, your number one sports podcast for specifically football and basketball, but it's just number one for all kinds of sports. I think one day we'll rule the world in that. Uh, I'm Austin Waiter. You already know the man with me as always, Austin Hill. And you know, I thought it was a pretty good weekend of football overall, except for Sunday. Sunday was Sunday was terrible. Uh, but we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. So let's start uh, college uh, football wise. Now, last week, whenever you did most of the work for, I'll give you that. I'll I'll just say that he, I was kind of I was kind of busy, and also I thought, you know what? Let's let's let Austin take the lead on. So um. Yeah, he talked about, you know, some of our surprise teams, and I just found it funny, you know, because I said UCLA, and I believe you brought up Virginia Tech, if I remember. I did. And sure enough, after we talk about how good they were and how surprising they were, they they both lose this weekend. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia did end up beating uh, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech did almost come back and win that football game. And then UCLA, they they lost to Fresno State. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Chip Kelly's days are numbered probably solely because of that loss, you know, cause people usually yeah. really like to freak out, but, um, uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, do you, do we dare say any other teams that you've, that you've liked this year? So be careful. They could lose this weekend. Uh, yeah. I mean, Arkansas has no, been, don't a- you dare, don't you dare, don't you dare. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, it was a shock. We did talk about Virginia tech and how, you know, we talked about how winning every game was going to be important beating Clemson was going to be important, and that was what was going to make this season count for them. And they couldn't really pull it out. And, I mean, even at this point, even if you get to an ACC championship and you play Clemson with that one loss, it now will depend on how West Virginia finishes their season as well. Um, but you could be looking at the ACC not having a representative, say, Clem- even maybe even if well, Clemson wins Clemson the ACC. Clemson did not look good this week. Clemson hasn't looked good at all this no, season, dare I say it. Um, they have looked rough. Um, Defenses look good, but the offense yeah, has just been miserable. Whew, down. Um, and to think, really, that Georgia Tech had a chance to win the game all the way up until the end of that ball yeah. game. Um, so yeah, the ACC could maybe not have a representative in the college football playoff based on the sheer performance of just about every team that looked good coming into the season or after week one for the ACC. Yeah. And also there, I said the PAC 12 status kind of went down this weekend with Arizona state and UCLA losing. And then you add the fact that USC fired their coach. So that went down. So really it's, Oregon. Oregon and and nobody else. Yeah. So um, Oregon's their only hope. Yeah, it's it's bold for the Pac-12 right now, but if Oregon continues to have a great season, they will I, I think right now they're a no doubt in my mind to make it to the playoff. Um of course a lot can happen, but if I was deciding right now, absolutely I'd have Oregon in there. Um but yes, it, I I think that Anybody else in the Pac-12 is out, barring Fresno State and BYU continuing to be fantastic this year. And I think BYU is going to have a pretty darn good season oh, this year. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I I came on here and said some stuff saying that they didn't. They're not nearly as good as last year. They might even be better. They than might last be year. better. They might be better than last year because I think what they're they played. They're three and zero. I yeah. think have all three games been against Pac-12 teams. At ranked Pac-12 teams, I believe. Ranked Pac-12 teams. So. You guess you could say BYU is an honorary member for right now, you know, yeah. until they join. They they're one of the ones that joined the Big Twelve, yes. right? Okay, making sure. But uh, yeah, so safe to say our surprise teams have gone down as soon as we bring them up. Yeah. So, uh, let's move into the games that happened this past weekend, specifically the ones we picked on. Let's start with Alabama, Florida. Woo, that was. That was a great game. A it much better game. Yeah, it didn't start out well for Florida. But one, but the second half picked up, and they just, they just, their defense came up with some clutch stops, but just couldn't get it done in the end. Yeah, I mean, right at the end, two point conversion fails at the end of the game, um, and on that play, honestly, comes down to just a little bit of inexperience. Um, I, I, I saw a lot of people being, um, you know, a little more harsh on the situation than I feel like. Um, yes, you got You do got to make a decision on that read. You can't just hold the ball yeah. in the running back's hand and your hands for that long. 
but that comes down to inexperience. You know, how, how much has this guy really played? It's a, you know, bright spotlight chance to send the game to overtime for a guy in what, like his third career start. Um, so I, I think that, yes, you got to be better, but I think this is a learning opportunity as opposed to a tearing down point yeah. in his career. I, I don't think it's fair to say, uh, you know, to just come at him like that. It's not like we had, it's not like this is Trevor Lawrence last year yeah. or Kyle Trask last year, guys who have been in the system for a while and who make us a, a rookie mistake. This is quite literally almost a rookie for this team. <laughs> Um, making that mistake. So it, you, you've got to give them a little leeway on that. Yeah. But I will say, you know, as, as uh, even though Florida lost, they, they showed, I think, a lot of people something that they could, just like last year when they played Bama, they can play with them. Now, yeah. granted, they still have to play Georgia, which is, you know, those two playing lately yeah. has always been like a top 10, top 12 matchup. So that one right there should again decide the East. So Yes, like it um, does every year. Yeah. So I'm saying if Florida, who might even finish second behind Georgia, that's got to give Georgia maybe a little bit of boost of confidence playing against Bama because I don't know Bama's offense in the second half it did not it did yeah. not do nearly as well. And now imagine Georgia's defense on the field playing exactly. against that. So um, you know if you're Saban, if you're Bryce Young, you're hoping that was a fluke because they've shown flashes or truly just the whole season up until that game just how good that offense is. Um, but you talk about it, uh, Georgia's defense is something different. Yeah, absolutely. So then let's move to the uh, one of the other main games of the night or the, or the weekend and was where game day was, and that was Auburn and Penn State. Overall, it was a pretty great game. The yeah. wide-out crowd was there, but it was also partially orange. There were, Auburn fans showed up for that game. Yeah. I'll give them that. Um, they showed up and showed out and – really was a thrilling game to watch. Um, one thing I didn't understand coming down the stretch in that game, some costly decisions by the coaching staff. Yeah. Um, one, uh, on a drive near the end of the fourth quarter, I want to say eight, seven, eight minutes left on the clock. Yeah. I think I know where you're going with this. Um, Penn State has the ball in the red zone, third down and goal from like the seven or something. And play clock running down. Um, no no look for James Franklin to call a timeout. Looks like he's just going to try and hold on to those timeouts because at the time it was a four-point game. And so, you know, field goal's not going to hurt you here. Trusts his kicker. And you may need those timeouts at the end of the game. You kick the field goal, go up seven and then Auburn comes down and scores, you may need those uh, timeouts. So it looked like he was going to settle with that and just regroup his guys, try and get the play call out a little bit better. Um, or Penn State hurries a snap and has a bad play that they now have to run through. You know, yeah. everybody confused. Um, but instead, Auburn calls a timeout. Uh, and I was perplexed by that uh, watching the game, and I just – had no clue what was going on. Uh, I tried to think of it from a strategic standpoint, but clock's not running. Even if it is, there's so much time on the exactly. clock. Um, and you have a chance to make this situation more difficult um, and a chance to, you know, really have something big happen for your team. And they call a timeout. And so then I'm thinking, well, maybe he's drawn up this great defensive play. Maybe they know what they're yeah. doing here. And they give up a wide-open <laughs> touchdown right after. So, yeah. I'm perplexed. And Auburn running backs were phenomenal in this oh, game. Yeah. Tank, Tank yes. Bigsby, by the way, before I say anything, can we just talk about how great of a name great. that is for a running back? All-time name team in Auburn, Smoke Monday, Smoke also Monday. out there. <laughs> um, so, really phenomenal names out there in Auburn. But great play from their running backs this week. Um, their top two guys, fantastic. They looked great. And on at the end of that la, uh, next to last drive, they had they got into the red zone and ran the ball one time on third down, threw the ball three times in a goal line situation. When you've got two guys who have rushed for over fifty yards yeah. in the game, they had looked great all game, and uh, they really, I think, Auburn really beat themselves in this one. Yeah, I agree. And also, you mean they got <laughs> they got lucky with some stuff. Obviously, the refs mishap. Yeah. 
of making the making Penn State punt on third down. Yes, so they, absolutely. They got lucky with some stuff. But then I forget I forget what specific time was in the fourth quarter. It was I think it was near that one drive when they were down by four, and it was like fourth and one or fourth and two in like the red zone. You're down four. Yeah, we'll kick a field goal. Yeah. No, at that point, fourth and two in the red zone, down four. You got to go for you it. You got to go for that. If you don't get it, oh, well, you know, it's at least I think that's a situation where you go for it. Now, granted, you go they down had, swinging. Yeah. They, granted, they had a chance at the end yeah. on the last play, but Bo Nix didn't even reach it to the end zone or get even close yeah. on that. So uh, the, the line really on that last drive, already a miracle to try and win the game yeah. as it was. Didn't help that the offensive line couldn't block to save their lives at the end of that game. A lot of pressure in the pocket. But when I say Auburn beats themselves, I don't mean to take away from Penn State. They've been impressive all year, and they definitely fought hard to win that game. Uh, So I really think that while Auburn made some mistakes to beat themselves, I can't take away from what Penn State did now. Here's a question for you, though. Penn State beat Ohio State. Uh, Right now... Penn State looks like the best team in the Big Ten. Ten. But I will say this. A lot of teams in the Big Ten have looked good so far this year. Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. I think anybody could win the Big Ten right now. True. With the exception of Nebraska. It is, yeah. Especially with Nebraska. You know, especially Illinois ahead of them still, even with that. So absolutely. So yeah, Big Ten is definitely wide open. And let's we already talked a little bit about BYU, but that last game we picked from yeah. BYU and Arizona State. I mean, it was it was a pretty good game. BYU had control for the most part, but then there were some moments for Arizona State where I just I don't know. You know, me being the one that picked Arizona State and thinking, you know, this is the team that's going to win the Pac-12 yeah. at the start of the year. I mean, they made some mistakes, and I'll, I still won't forget the one in the. To, at the end of the third quarter, an interception running down the field. You're inside the red ball team. security. Ball security. The BYU player punches the ball out. BYU gets the ball back. Now, granted, they lost like 40 yards yeah. of field position, but that's it. Don't matter. You have the ball at least, rather yeah. than Arizona State having it in the red zone. I'm yeah. We're talking about if that's just a regular tackle, 20 yards to the end zone, right back in this game. Instead. That takes the wind right out of your sails. You think you've got a game-changing play and then cough up the football on the same play. Yeah, just just really, just really, just really rough. Uh, real credit to the running back there on the chase down. Uh, what they were talking about on the broadcast, he was a linebacker when he first came to BYU and had been begging uh, two years ago to get put in the running back room. Let him run the ball, let him run the ball. Bring him on last year as a running back, and now he's a starting running back for this team. So... Really let you know the skill set he really has. He could really play on both sides of the ball. Yeah. So now let's move into our game picks for college football. Now, I'll go ahead and tell you, last week, overall picks, I'll go ahead and tell you that. I'll, I'll just get mine out of the way. It was terrible. I went 2-4, and four, you know. Overall, I'm 4-10 and ten right now. Uh, so I, I've already watched the Fancy Like video a couple of times. I'm at least trying to learn the beginning little <laughs> dance. Fair. But this man across from me, what a weekend he had. Had the Chiefs beat the Ravens, this man would have been undefeated. But 5-1, and one, I got to give you credit. That's why no. I couldn't say, though, where we make bold predictions that are wrong. I couldn't say that at the yeah. beginning because you were right on the money. Uh, I don't know what it was. I, I, was, in, I was in a groove. Uh, Patty really let me down hard. I'm not forgiving him. But shout-out to Lamar Jackson. I was down 31 points <laughs> in my – or 30 points in my fantasy league coming into that game, and he was my last guy to play, and he got me 32, and we steal it by what two. I had, I, I believe ESPN has the new win probability percentage, yeah. and I, I had a 2% chance to win coming into the week. Um, and Lamar Jackson goes out there, gets me 32, or 2% coming into that game, I should say. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson comes in, gets it done. So props to him, even though I really wanted the Chiefs to win that game. <laughs> But like I said, this man with five one. So now this this guy, he has a winning record now, eight and six in picks. So wow, um, I I've got a lot of work to do to catch up. So um, yeah, let's just let's just get these picks. Eight over. and six. Yeah, Goodness. you got a winning record now, man. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Yep. So now let's move into the first one that I think will be interesting. It's where game day is heading, even though it uh, should be at the A and M Arkansas game. But it's your boys. It's Notre Dame and Wisconsin playing at Soldier Field. Uh, I forget the specific range, but this is like a still a pretty big matchup yeah. for it overall. Um, it, it's going to be a good game uh, for sure. But to me, overall, 
Wisconsin has looked unimpressive this season. Um, they've been very underwhelming. Uh, and it all started in that loss to Penn State. Just a lot of crucial errors from Graham Mertz. Um, and really, Jack Cohn showing maybe he should have been the starter uh, this season coming into Wisconsin or last season. Um, no offense to Graham Mertz. I think he's going to be great next year. He's only the, a sophomore. But so he's, he's a sophomore. So, you know, I, I think Jack Cohn's really been playing with a chip on his shoulder this year, played well. Now he gets to face his old team, uh, gets to show them, you know, a little taste of what they're missing. Um, and that's surely what I hope. Um, I, I honestly think it's going to be a good game, but I think Notre Dame is going to pull this one out. It took everything in me not to drop everything and go to Chicago this weekend, see the game. <laughs> um, but I got work, couldn't miss it. Um, so I'll be watching from home. I say this is a dream come true for you. It's Notre Dame, and they're playing at the Bears field. Yeah, this is uh, like a dream for you. That's exactly how you want it. Yeah, uh, dream weekend would be able to see that game, and then see the Bears play in Soldier Field on Sunday. But uh, headed to Cleveland on Sunday anyway, yeah. so it wouldn't matter. Yeah, I will say overall, and this is no offense to your Notre Dame team. Notre Dame's kind of struggled their way through some of their games too. Absolutely, along with um, the first two games. Definitely struggled. But Jack Cohn last week yeah. really against Purdue didn't have an interception, great completion percentage. He looked really good, and I think finally Notre Dame starting to click, and we never really struggled, in my opinion, against Purdue. Yeah, I was about to say, Purdue game was probably the best yeah. I had seen y'all all year because Florida State, you know, I first thought, okay, Florida State's well improved. Then they lost to Jacksonville yeah. State. So, um and then Toledo, you know, that game, I, that was still a really good game. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the person on Twitch that was streaming that game because it was on uh, the streaming service for NBC. <laughs> shout out to that guy. I got to see the ending of it. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, so I look at two teams that have kind of, I mean, besides the game last week, kind of yeah. haven't lived up to their expectations at the start of the year. And then I add in the fact that I am down four picks. Uh, so I – and a very close one. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Absolutely. Because, you know, I mean, it involves a Big Ten team. You know, you expect a high-scoring game? Mm-mm. Unless this name is Ohio State. Yeah. Maybe. So, I'm going to go with Wisconsin, but I'm very hesitant on it. But, like I said, I'm down by four picks. I got to get back. I got to at least get a couple wins back. That's if fair. I want to have a chance to not do some stupid dance on TikTok at the end of the year. So, I'm going to go Wisconsin. So, the next one... Uh, we're saving the the best game for last. If if you're a Razorback of fan, course. I think you know which one is the best for last. So this one is the next closest one, but uh, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, A and M, Arkansas that I could find, uh, which was West Virginia and Oklahoma. West Virginia coming off a huge win against Virginia Tech last week, and Oklahoma, like I get they're ranked fourth in the country, but they have not earned that at all. They have not. Yeah, no. Uh, Clemson and Oklahoma have been getting some unfair favoritism in the polls. Uh, wins. Uh, when was the last time winning was the only thing that determined your rank? Because for everybody else, Notre Dame included, performance has uh, been a big issue this year in the rankings, and as it should be. But Notre Dame has dropped twice this season in the polls uh, due to, you know, not playing their best. And I absolutely understand that. I absolutely think we should have dropped out of the top ten. But you're telling me Clemson and Oklahoma are top five teams in this country? Because I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it either. Um, I mean, you bring pressure on either one of these quarterbacks, and they have a fit in the pocket. And I think that's really the biggest issue. And no offense to either guy. I think either guy is on their way to greatness. But if you can't handle pocket pressure, you can't play quarterback at at the level that they are playing at now and plan to play on in the future. Um, I just don't think either one of those two teams has been very good. But going to be interesting to see, can Oklahoma finally show us number four team in the nation, or can West Virginia continue to add to what's been a pretty impressive season so far? Yeah, very, very impressive. So now the game is in Norman. It is on primetown ABC. So do you have the upset happening? Do, do you? What do you, what do you got? Come on. I know you want to pick um, West Virginia. I know you want to. I think in this one, I'd like to see it. I think I'm going to go West Virginia. I've hey. liked the way they played this year. <laughs> 
And I, I think they can do it. I think if anybody can do it, they can. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. West Virginia's got probably the best and probably one of the few teams that has a good defense uh, in the Big 12. It's yeah. what has helped them last year look better than they thought. So I'm very – this is a very tough pick for me, even though it's four number four ranked team against an unranked team with the number four ranked team at home. And you, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to go – Oklahoma, like I said, hasn't impressed me. When you're barely, when you're struggling with Tulane and Nebraska, yeah, you're just you're not that good. And I think this is the week West Virginia exposes them. Their defense will play a key part in the game. I'm gonna Absolutely. go with a low scoring game. West Virginia shuts them down. I'm gonna go with the Mountaineers as well. See, this is one of the few we're gonna yeah. we're gonna agree on. Uh, so next up. The game of the weekend. I don't care what anyone else in the college football world says. This is the game of the weekend. If you don't agree with me, you're wrong. It will be. It will be. And this is coming from a Notre Dame fan. So, so this this man gets it. This man gets it. Wisconsin Notre Dame just sounds like a game that's going to be running the ball all game. It's not going to be fun to watch for anybody. So let's check. Let's let's look into it. 16th ranked Arkansas. Ooh, ooh, 16. We're. We're in the Climbing. teens now. We're Climbing. in the teens. Taking on, I believe they're seventh ranked right now. Seventh ranked AM, who won't have their starting QB dealing with a kind of a broken leg or broken ankle, one of the two. So he is out for the game. Game's gonna be played in Jerry World, where it normally always is, just except for last year. I'm I'm very excited for this game. Like I legit have not been this excited. Like I'm more excited about this one than I was about the Texas game, especially now that Texas won. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to watch it. What do you what do you think about it? Um, you know, I just uh, A and M has been pretty good this season, but I'm never impressed with A and M. I really wasn't impressed with A and M last year when people thought they were playoff contenders. I don't understand number five ranking for a team that can't make its conference championship. Um, and a lot of people talking about they should be in the playoffs. Yeah, so we can watch them get waxed by Alabama for a second time. To be fair, we can say that about almost any team yeah. last year against Alabama. And I like that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to like put any yeah. target on Notre Dame. I'm saying any team that would have made that four spot. Absolutely. Even like Cincinnati, who would have been like a Who spot. played them in the championship and got waxed. Oh, I mean, Ohio it, it, it so, happens. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I just I didn't understand it. Every, anybody was going to get waxed by Alabama. Nobody wants to see a team that already got waxed by them get waxed again. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see A and M in the playoff when they're not good. Nope. Not not playoff. They'd rather worthy. see Arkansas. So, you know, I, I'm just I've never been I haven't been on in on A and M since 2012. When Johnny football um, was there. When Johnny football was there stealing Heisman from true Heisman winners. Uh, um, still upset about Manti? <laughs> absolutely, highs Manti, baby. So, I, 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 I see no reason why Arkansas couldn't beat Texas A and M with a backup quarterback. So, I got Arkansas in this one. I'd be shocked if Texas A and M could win this game in a resounding fashion. I, they've got the ability to win it, but there's no way this isn't a close game. And I really think the Razorbacks are going to pull this one out. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm picking Arkansas too, slight bias to it, but I will say I'm, I'm scared because we, last time we beat A&M, I remember I was playing peewee football <laughs> the last time we beat A&M. I remember cause we got, we blew the team out and we got home early enough just in time to get catch kickoff of the game. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a while, but I'll give us this. Even when we were completely garbage some years and like some years where we were just like decent, not like good. We somehow keep it close with AM almost every year. I don't know how we did it. It it like they do just enough to break your heart a little bit. Like, yeah. We can pull off the shocker and then no. But this 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 is our time. This is this is it. This is Sam Pimmons' first game in Jerry, in Jerry World. So yeah. Arkansas, I think I think they're gonna win. I think it'll be close throughout, but I think Arkansas pulls away late. I'm gonna say Arkansas wins it by 10. Okay, um, and that's solely that's because it, it, they pull away late. Yeah, I'm thinking it's gonna be close throughout, and then maybe score a touchdown to kind of seal the deal at the end. So should be a great game though. So now we'll move over to the National Football League and the NFL. Was a good Sunday for one of us, uh, not not so much for the other. But before we go into uh, our teams, we already talked about the Thursday night game with the. Yeah. 
football team and the Giants. That was still a crazy game. I'll give that. But we already kind of talked about that in our episode last week. So let's let's focus on some other ones. Let's talk about Arizona and Minnesota. That was a ridiculous game. And to make it 10,000 times better, Gus Johnson was calling the game. Yeah. So that made it way better. Um, Man, the Vikings just need to petition to have kicking taken out of the game of football. <laughs> it's hurt them so much. Yeah throughout almost their entire history as a franchise. Um, I would just stop kicking the ball if I coached the Vikings. <laughs> start going for two every single time. Yeah, I mean, it's going to come back to hurt you whether you do it or not. Um, so, I, 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 I hate the Vikings, but I feel for Vikings fans. It really, <laughs> it's got, got to be tough to watch that go down. Um, especially when that could have been one of the only wins your team gets this season. Yeah. Um, it was a because they looked pretty good for the yeah. most part in the game. They looked pretty good, and that was a gimme. Yeah, that was a kid. I mean, that was care. I mean, Arizona was expecting to be walking off the field with a loss. Nobody. I mean, they didn't try to block it or anything. Yeah. They. That's one of those where you're just like, it's over. Yeah. But the part that made me laugh though was like whenever the Vikings announcer. On like radio announcer, I don't know if you heard it. I didn't hear it. Uh, whenever he like kicked the field goal on the radio, he thought he made it at first. Oh no! He like he's like it's good. And the other guy's like, no, he missed. It. He's like, oh, he missed it. <laughs> and I was like, oh no! Uh, I did oh. hear the Gus Johnson call though, iconic, going crazy. <laughs> uh, Seriously, which... why did they take that man? They need to put him back on life. Yeah, some some more main ones. Um, I I need him calling. College football, primetime college football. Again. Oh, yeah. For, forget Chris Fowler. Get yeah. Kirk Herbstreit and Gus Johnson together. Make that happen. Make it happen. So let's talk about another one uh, real quickly. Dallas and, L- and L.A. Let's. I mean, this was the, quote, game of the week, you know, because apparently every game with Dallas is on yeah. the national TV. But for the most part, it was, it was like a low-scoring affair. But my goodness, the officiating in that game – was some of the worst I've ever yeah. seen. Like the one play where Herbert's clearly trying to throw the ball away before he's going down on the ground. They're like, no, that's a sack. I'm like, if that was a sack, then the Patriots would have gone undefeated in 2007 because Eli was wrapped up like that for like yeah. five seconds. But I'll give the Cowboys credit. They went out there. They got a drive. And their kicker, who struggled in week one, redeemed himself and made a game winner. Yeah, uh, Greg Zerline, man, was, you know, a couple of years ago, just a few years ago, one of the best kickers in football, left the Rams for Dallas and had a shaky season last year with Dallas and then looked like he was going to have another one this year. <laughs> Didn't look like he was going to make it through um, the year. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have been a Cowboy much longer if he had another game like that. Um, But honestly glad to see Greg Zerline back into uh, – his normal condition. Um, football's fun when he's good. Uh, still in that uh, NFC Championship game against the Saints, uh, that kick he had to win the game yeah. could have been good from eighty yards. Yeah, it was. It was high it was so good. and straight down the middle. Um, and again, Grant, that game shouldn't have gone to overtime. It should have never. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> should have. Go terrible officiating. Should have never happened. But yes. Uh, it was a great kick, and uh, good to see him bounce back. Yeah, and also the Chargers at the same time did struggle. Herbert made some very questionable throws, the yeah. one interception in the end zone. But it's week two. It's still super early. No Cowboys fans. This does not mean you're going to the Super Bowl. doesn't mean you're winning your division. It does, yeah, it doesn't mean you're winning your division either. And then uh, Tennessee and Seattle, which early on, we'll move on that one, Tennessee and Seattle, early on it looked like Seattle had that game completely under control oh yeah I, w- I was checking fantasy got russell wilson on one of my teams and i was like man really he's making easy work and he had a great fantasy week yeah. um but i was like easy work it looks like they're just gonna wash the the titans but i was shocked when i found out that that game was going to overtime yeah i was like what's happening I was I was too because i was watching the end of the cowboys chargers and then vikings cardinals all of a sudden i flip over that's like we're heading to overtime. I'm like, the Seahawks were up by like almost 20. Po- how did this happen? And I'll tell you how it happened. Derrick Henry decided to wake up for yeah. the season. <laughs> uh, hibernation's over. 
Yeah. So, but uh, I'll give Tennessee that. Everyone dogged on them for the way they played against Arizona. And then they went on to Seattle and they made a comeback and showed, you know, the defense is still has some work to do. Yeah. But they showed they can still win a good amount of their games this year. Yeah. Also, that game probably shouldn't have gone to overtime because Julio Jones caught that touchdown. Oh, can clearly, we, yeah. Can we just did. agree on that? Clearly did. Um, I had seen something that said he got and his also, first. Also, it should have ended in a safety because Russell Wilson yeah. was down in the end zone when he threw that. And they're like, no, forward progress down the one on my. He was clearly in the end zone when you blew that whistle. Yeah. Um, But I, I saw it, and it was like his first touchdown was overturned. And it was like an ESPN notification or something. I was like, oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, and then I watched the replay. It happened to be on my feed on Twitter. And I watched the replay and I was like, that's just a touchdown. <laughs> that's just a regular <laughs> touchdown. Um, so I, I guess I don't know what they saw in that replay. Um, but Tennessee gets it done anyway. So I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. And then we'll move to, dare I say, could be up there for games of the year already. Uh, Kansas City and Baltimore. Now, granted, I'm mad because the Ravens won, you know, Steelers fan, but what what a game. What that, what a game. That was a game. Uh, I remember saying last week that I thought the Chiefs were going to win it, but that I thought Baltimore might be one of the best 0-2 teams ever. Yeah. Um, And they proved me right because they didn't let themselves go to 0-2 <laughs> playing against one of the best teams in football. So they would have been one of the best 0-2 teams ever. But they go out there and get it done. And I know you're a Steelers fan, but that team is exciting to watch, that Ravens team. That is true. As long as Lamar's a QB, they're like kind of must-watch, kind of like the Cardinals. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll give, I'll give the Ravens credit because I'm not going to lie. Once they got down by 11 in the second half, I thought the Chiefs were about to roll, roll over them. So, whatever, I'll give them credit. Who cares? <laughs> Um, so now let's move on to our team's games. I'll, I'll let you go first with your Bears. Look like y'all had control, but yeah. you almost let Cincinnati come um, back in the end. But, got, got a little yeah. sloppy at the end. Um, you know, hoping for the best for Andy Dalton, hoping uh, nothing too serious going on with that knee. They've already con- confirmed no ACL, MCL damage. So could be a meniscus or it could just be some type of bruising, some type of strain, and he'll be back, you know, yeah. Lickety split, or healthy. And will be lick- the starter. When healthy <laughs> lickety split, I should say. I after that starting job just got handed over to Justin Fields today. I don't know that uh, it would be a good PR move for yeah. Matt Nagy to make that change. I will say because the viewing on the Bears is going to go up. Yeah. Now, even um, Justin Fields didn't have this. Oh my gosh, jaw dropping performance when he came in. But at the end of the game, he made good decisions, had a great run to seal that game. Um, And really, when you look at it, I think it comes down to inexperience. Yeah. Not being underprepared or overwhelmed, but just inexperience. And I think that's the key. He just didn't know what to do in that situation. Or he didn't know how to handle certain situations because he's never been in them. Not that he doesn't know how to play, that he was overwhelmed, he wasn't ready. He was ready. He just hasn't seen a lot of playing time. And so I I, I think that if you're going to draft a quarterback, I said this two weeks ago, I've been saying it all year, if you're going to draft a quarterback, he's going to be your franchise guy, a first-round quarterback. Just gotta give him time. You've got to play him. You cannot sit every guy on the bench. Not every guy is going to yeah. be Patrick Mahomes. Or and, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, or Lamar Jackson. That that can work for some guys. But a big stepping stone for any of those guys is playing the game. And so he's got to play the game. And I, 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 I keep seeing articles that say, should the Bears pursue the playoffs or grow Justin Fields? How about we do uh, yeah, both and play Justin both? Fields? Playing Andy Dalton is not playing to win. It's not playing Mm -mm. the best option, in my opinion. And I'll agree with you. I 100% agree with you. (laughs) Um, I think Justin Fields is the best option. I think this week he's going to go out there and really prove that and probably put an end to the debate once and for all. Um, 
But I, I was happy with the way we played. Our defense plays the same way it's played like the last four or five years. One of the best defenses in football. Made Joe Burrow cough up the football for the first time he had ever thrown an interception and then did it two more times on two straight pass attempts. I was about to attempts. say, yeah. It was, I saw that stat. It was like two. I'm like, wow. <laughs> three straight interceptions on three straight pass attempts after going 199 pass attempts without throwing an wow. interception. Um, Roquan Smith really showed in that game to me. He's been showing it all season that he's a top linebacker in oh, this game. Yeah. We saw um, it in Georgia. We're yeah. seeing it in the NFL. Um, I mean, he has played truly phenomenal this season. And so overall, I'm happy with where we're at. I think that we can really build on this. And like I said, I think we're a playoff team. We can be a playoff team. And I think it's just a matter of Justin Fields getting out there and getting comfortable playing the NFL game. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, my team's in the opposite direction of yours. Uh where do where do I even start? Oh, well, I guess well, I guess I won't. I guess I shouldn't start. You know, like the stewards don't do in the first half because for some reason we don't. We like first half. Nah, yeah. we don't need that. I don't know. I don't why we need that. And then you know, it's just T.J. Watts out. That that that's scary. Yeah. And then we did. And then when he went out, we didn't have Devin Bush either. We didn't have uh, Joe Hayden either. Who, by the way, all three of them are out because of a groin injury. What are the Steelers doing In to practice, cause groin? Yeah. yeah, what are they doing to cause groin injuries? I'd probably get rid of whatever drill they're running on defense yeah. out there. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, offense does sides not to show the entire first half. Typical, and then, yeah, yeah, typical. <laughs> and then, like as soon as the second half starts, TJ's out. The offense starts to play a little better, and then the defense starts to slowly go worse. And you know, part of me wants to say it's because you know TJ's in, but at the same time, I want to say. The Raiders did not look that bad. The Raiders yeah. looked pretty good coming into Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Derek Carr is slowly making a case for MVP this season. Granted, it's only week two. It's but only still. week two, um, and I don't want to jump the gun on him. I don't want to jump the gun on this team, but yeah. I may have been right. Man, uh, you might have been. We'll I, see. I did start two and zero last yeah. year, though. So, um, but difference is they're ahead of the Chiefs in the standings right now in the <laughs> right AFC now. West. Right now. Two AFC West teams, last two AFC teams undefeated, and it's the Broncos and the Raiders in the AFC West. It's crazy yeah. out there. No Chiefs or Chargers, the two teams you think might be 2-0 in that division. Ridiculous. But back to the Steelers also, I don't even shout out to Trey Turner, Mr. Uh, left Guard, Mr. Oh, I'm going to go spit in my <laughs> defenders' faces and get tossed from the game, and then sit on the si stand on the sideline and get in the ref's face even more after you've already been tossed from the game. Listen, I don't, I don't care what someone says to you on that football field. You can knock them to the ground. That's what football's for. Yeah. But you're not going to spit in a guy's face when it's very obvious that you spit in his face. Like you, you got, you can't do that. And then. And then the thing that really ticks me off the most about the game was when the Raiders kicked that one field goal to go up nine, minute left, game's over, there's no point in really trying. And the Steelers are like, here, let's hustle down and try to maybe get a miracle happen. Deontay Johnson gets hurt. Freaking hurts his knee. It's supposedly not serious, but it's also not like minor either. Yeah. So, yeah, that that is what made me – I turned off my TV after that. I was like, I'm like, what other games are on? I, I hate this team right now. So <laughs> – there's a lot I don't. There's a lot I'm really scared of, and there's a lot I think positive, but not a lot. Because then you add in the injuries, like I said, with those guys, and then apparently Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, which is understandable after getting hit like thirty thousand times against the yep. Raiders. And then Najee still couldn't get as much going, but that one stiff arm he had like Crazy. made my day. Made my day. The one receiving touchdown he had, really good. But we still can't run the ball. Because we don't have an offensive line. Yep. So time to trade for Gardner Minshew. Yeah. <sighs> tempting. <laughs> tempting. I, I I'm very tempted by that. But I'm gonna. I was told Ben's planning the play, so uh, I'm I'm gonna hope he's playing. But yeah, I, I'm really worried about Cincinnati this weekend because you know number 1 the way it went last year on monday night football that game still haunts me especially since they also had the muppets on there it's like some type of thing i don't know what that was 
And also because the Bengals haven't looked as bad yeah. as I hoped they would to start the year. Isn't so, uh, everybody one and one in that division? Every single team is one and one, and it'll aren't we might be the winner of that game will be in first at the end of the of the week because yeah. I don't think the Ravens and Browns are playing each other because no. the Browns are playing your Bears. Uh, I forget who the Ravens are playing, but you know I don't like them. So uh, uh, anyway, moving on from them, uh, I'm really worried that Ben's not going to make it through the year, and then we're gonna have we're gonna end up you know starting Mason Rudolph. It'll be Dwayne Haskins. He's one. Well, well he's I'd rather it be him show. than Mason, but Dwayne Haskins wasn't even dressed out for the game against the Raiders. Week seven, we're going to see it. Ohio State QBs matching up. Or I think it's week seven that one that of the game weeks. takes place. One, one, the, whenever the Steelers and Bears play yeah. on Monday night and y'all humiliate us probably. Because <laughs> y'all have Khalil Mack and we don't have any. You don't we, have Khalil maybe Mack. Maybe if we spit in his face. Maybe, I don't know, with Trey Turner, but. Uh, I would not spit in Khalil Mack's <laughs> face for a million dollars. He would actually kill you. Oh, yeah, he actually would. He actually would. He I, picked up Tristan Wirfs with one hand that and is flipped true. him last season. That was 380 pounds of man. Yeah. But to overall sum it up, defense, if we can just get them healthy, I'm good. Even if we were healthy, I still think we would have lost that game. So, uh, just, just going to try to make it through and just hope my Kyler Murray MVP pick still works out. It's worked through two weeks. But, so far. So far. But uh, enough about that. Let's get to game picks. I already talked about what our records are and stuff. Whatever. Um, so let's start with the Bears and the Browns. Obviously, the Browns coming off a game where if Tyrod Taylor doesn't get hurt, the Texans probably beat them. I'm yeah. just saying the fact there. If they don't get hurt, the Texans might beat them. Texans just, yeah, they don't have any offense with a rookie third-round quarterback yeah. and not their guy. Yeah. Out there. Uh, you know, it wouldn't have been a problem if they just, you know, let Deshaun Watson be active because if Well you... no, he said he didn't want to be active. Oh well that's what I heard. Like I heard that he doesn't want him to make him active because he doesn't want to play for him ever again. Fair fair enough. I I, I guess I could understand that, but I mean <laughs> I'd go out there and just play one game. Imagine if Deshaun Watson comes in off the bench and just throws for like 400 yards and they wins the game. Night, he just like shows up like superhero mode, like out of into the stadium and just saves the day against that, the Panthers. Yeah, that'd be a dope little come comeback. Yeah, but it's not gonna happen. But uh, Bears, Bears and Browns. I think I know where you're probably leaning. But well, what what do you think? How do you think the game's gonna go? Um. I know Baker has struggled a little bit with defense this year. Um, and we saw him make that costly mistake into the Chiefs game, a defense that is not very good in Kansas City. Uh, we saw that last week. Um, they get takeaways, but they don't really get stops otherwise. Yeah. Um, and so it hasn't been a great look for Kansas City um on defense so with that being said with the way they kind of stifled the browns in the second half of that game why couldn't the bears defense do that um i i really think our defense is going to be key in that game and if baker steps up and has a you know a better night than he's had the last couple weeks against defense um i think he could you know the browns could come out there and win but that's counting on the Bears having an off night on defense. That doesn't really happen. Um, we've looked really good on defense this year, and I don't think that's going to change against the Browns. And I, I really think that Justin Fields is going to go out there and show out in his first game uh, as the starter. And I think the Bears are going to pull this one out. Hey, okay. Okay, I mean, there's a part of me that thinks that could happen because – you know, this will be the first time Justin Fields is starting and preparing as the starter. So there's – I think it'll be a very – it's going to be a close game. You know, some people might think the Browns are going to win, but no. I think it's going to be a very close game. But I said what I said earlier. I'm down by four picks. We're going to have to disagree on some. And also, I mean, even if I think it's close, the difference is it's played in Cleveland. And I think the Browns will narrowly escape. Uh, I do think it'll be a really close game, though, solely because Justin Fields is there, and they really don't have a lot to go off of him. So, uh, I'll go with I'll go with the Browns, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, y'all pulled off the win. So next up, we have the Steelers and the Bengals. Uh, I already said what I need to say about the Steelers. 
Bengals, y'all faced them last week. Uh, what what do you think about this game first? And honestly, if you don't pick the Steelers, I would not be mad at you. Oh, uh, well, I hope you're not going to be mad at me because I'm not going to pick the Steelers. I'll be completely <laughs> honest. Uh, you know, health is going to be a big issue for the Steelers, or a big question coming into the week, I should say. Not an issue just yet because we don't know exactly, or I don't know exactly how everybody's coming back. Um, that but better be coming back this week. That'll be a big question. Uh, ben better just play the whole season because he should have retired this offseason. And if he doesn't. Or the year before that. Yeah. Or the year before that. And I could just go on. If he doesn't play a full season, <laughs> what's the point in coming back if you're going to get hurt and go away? Exactly. Um, so, I, you know, I think, you know, that's going to be a big question for this team this week. Are they going to be healthy? Um, and that's something we'll know closer to game time, of course. But. Could create issues, especially if Ben doesn't play. Then you've got either Mason Ralph or Dwayne Haskins starting at quarterback. And that, you know, Haskins, I I really liked Haskins coming out of college. I think he's made some dumb decisions in his career. Only reason he's not was lost his spot in Washington. Um, he wasn't he wasn't a terrible player in Washington. Yeah, but his attitude, his and attitude, and his off the field stuff was bad. But he seems to have, in my opinion, matured. Um, but I think the issue with him playing is he's so new to the team. He was a late signing. Um, knew he wasn't going to be the starter. So I think he's slowly coming along in that system out there in Pittsburgh. And so, you know, him starting could be an issue there. And then. If Mason Rudolph were to start that game, Mason Rudolph's just not that good. And so that could obviously be an issue. Um, But I like the way the Bengals have played this season. They looked really good. They gave the Bears a fight there at the end when they could have definitely put their heads down and given up on the game as a whole, really. Um, They got down by that much. Um, So they fought back, and they made that game impressive, close, and almost won it. And so I I like Cincinnati, and I think that – they're going to pull this one out this week. You know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do what you do. Even though I said if they lost, I pick against them. That totally goes out the window with the AFC North. That's fair. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot, lot of hoping for it. You know, and I'm like I said, I'm 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 terrified of it. I, it's not going to be a blowout either side. I think it's going to stay close, yeah. which makes matters worse. You know, so. If Ben plays, I feel confident that we could win. If Ben doesn't play, we have no shot. That that's just yeah. the bottom line because we we might try to run the ball a lot more with uh, Dwayne or uh, Rudolph in there, and uh, we can't run the ball, so yeah. that could be an issue. Uh, and then also, once I find out the severity of Deontay's knee injury, if he's out for a while, then I'm scared because Claypool. The whole preseason kept on getting hurt. Who knows when Juju's going to fall apart, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Steelers, but my like 1% confidence in it. And this is like not because we're picking different, just because, you know, division rival. I don't care if we're playing the Ravens or Browns. I'm picking the Steelers. Yeah. So uh, I'm going I'm going to go with the Steelers, but like zero confidence. So next up uh, we have, or our last pick, what I think is, is the game of the week, and I, and I believe you will too. Some people may think it's Niners and Packers, but both have been pretty disappointing to this point, so we'll let that play out. But to me, it is Tampa Bay, the defending Super Bowl champions, still disgusting to say, taking on the the L.A. Rams, the team that a lot of people think could maybe make a run to the Super Bowl. What do you think about the game? Um, Man, it has been a season for Matthew Stafford. He has looked pretty good in that system. A uh, little bit of struggles in uh, the fantasy points department, so we're going to need to pick that one up. Another <laughs> fantasy team quarterback right there. Uh, 18 points last week. Uh, not going to do it, but really he 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 was good last week. Uh, he had the one interception, but... you and know, granted, they were playing the Colts, who have yeah. a really good defense. So. Yeah, I, I never... Unless you're playing an absolutely abysmal defense, uh, I never let one interception really change the way I think about a guy, unless it's a just a bad throw or something. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, I mean, he threw two touchdowns in that game, both to Cooper Cup. Um, He's been going off the yeah. start of the year. 
three like 235 or like 300 yards something like that yeah. uh so i think stafford's looked really good in that system basically everything sean mcveigh ever wanted jared Goff to be but <laughs> um actually actualized into a solid starting quarterback um and so obviously the rams defense has been good and we look at what tom brady's done this season and nine touchdowns in two weeks what is why that? Can't the man, why can't the man just go away? Yeah, why can't he just leave? Get out of our sights. This is like the best start he's ever had, and it's he's forty-four. Not only that, he's on pace to break the record for most like passing touchdowns in a career when they play at New England. Yeah. So uh, I just just go away, Tom. Go it, away. It's 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 crazy to see. Uh, they've been rolling, and <laughs> who's gonna stop them? The Rams are going to stop them this week. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it is going to be a fun game. Maybe a Big 12 shootout kind of game. I can honestly see it. But I think the Rams know how big this game is for them, what it means going forward to beat the defending champs in the regular season, really show what they're made of. And I like the Rams in this one. Perfectly agree, because I'm going to go with the Rams well. And also, the game is in SoFi Stadium, which, you know, that's a long trip from Tampa to L.A. Yeah. But also, unlike the Chargers, the when the Chargers play there, there won't just be a bunch of road fans there. Yeah. There will be a lot of Rams fans there. I think that makes a difference, obviously. Uh, I think that Tampa Bay has been, you know, obviously, Tom Ray, you said, been really good for some reason. <laughs> uh, but the thing that surprised me is how – not nearly as good as last year their defense yeah. looks so far. It's kind of like taking like a step back. So I think that that plays a difference. I 100% agree with you. I think it'll be a Big 12 shootout with Joe Buck calling the game. It's going to be awful. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to go with the Rams. So that's going to be it for the podcast this week. We got more football this weekend. Hopefully the Razorbacks win, and then – they're a top 10 team when we play Georgia and beat them the next week. And then we go on to be in the playoff <laughs> and hopefully the Steelers bounce back and everyone gets healthy and go to Super Bowl and then maybe meet the bears. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But uh, next week we'll be doing, we'll be doing this again. So uh, for, for Austin Hill, this is Austin waiter signing off.